Ultimate Timberwolves, the podcast where we told God we'd be back in a second. Man, it's so hard not to act reckless. A show hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome to episode 11. Uh, the 11th episode of Timberwolves, the podcast is here in your face. They take say a listen. If you make 11 episodes of anything, that's syndication money you can make right there. Oh, is that the number? You just get to 11 and then, then you're off. I, I like that. I'm glad that that's the case because uh, we're looking for that. We're going to go into summer repeats, just start re-releasing the same episodes over and over all like, summer long. We have cool sponsors that help us pay the bills, but if you get into syndication, it's a whole new level. That's where that real money is. That's where we're talking about. You know, replacing your backyard with a swimming pool. You situation. know that. You know the the lead actor of Hogan's Heroes is still getting a paycheck for Hogan's Heroes, right? Every weekly, single week, every week, TV land money, that kind of thing. But uh, we're talking about Timberwolves. Nick thank, and Night Bucks, yo! Thank you for joining us today on the show. We have mailbag. We're going to do some power rankings. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna play a game. We're gonna of, talk about uh, Timberwolves. Yeah, we're talking about the Wolves. Play your a game team. Of, would you, Hopefully, would you still rather? your favorite team. Yeah, still your favorite team. Actually, I'm going to say I hope it's not your favorite team because that means that we're attracting so many new listeners that even fans of other teams are coming to listen to us. Maybe, oh, maybe you know, those Cavs fans are spite listening, maybe. Hoping I see. We'll, hoping we'll trash Wiggins so they feel better. Yeah, I like the idea of... About like, their non-all-star, Kevin Love. listening to this podcast, and they're just a big they're just a big Suns fan, you know? But they just want to hear about how some of the other bad teams in the league are well, doing. My friend Ezra likes the Spurs. Oh, well, have him listen. Do you think he'd listen to us? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, do no, you think he would, actually, no. He's He would listen for you, but would he listen for our, you know... Our show, I hope so. But yeah. he's got a, he's got a, actually a really terrible attention span, and he likes really esoteric stuff. We're weird, but we're not weird enough for Ezra. Shout out to Ezra, by the way, Spurs fan. That's okay. That's it. Must be nice to be a Spurs. He's fan, from right? San Antonio. He's legit. He's not. He's not like a oh, I like dynasties, so I'm gonna be a Spurs fan. He's he's from Texas. We're so. all kind of Spurs fans, but he's oh, he's yeah. a little crazy oh, yeah. about it. That's his main team, though. Oh man, uh, our main team is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, Celebrating a, a six-game stretch where we've gone two and four, but played some pretty good basketball. Oh yeah, it's uh, you know those moral victories, some different t- some different uh, successes when uh, when you're you know at the bottom. Um, the uh, you know what the Cavs had to try earlier in the fourth quarter than they thought right. they would have to. That's right. We've been in it through um, you know through some entire games. There was um, a point about a month ago, about six weeks ago, where the Wolves uh, had a terrible stretch. Losing lots of games, you know, losing eight to nine, um, and more than that, because wins and losses are a strange barometer, I guess, for this year's uh, squad. Obviously, um, you know, just just being in the games, they were getting blown out. They were not looking like a real team these days. That's different, Scott. What are you seeing through these uh, this last stretch? Well, uh, shouts to other podcasts. There's a lot of great Timberwolves podcasts. I was, uh, listened to the first part of the. Um, male pattern baldness, yeah. uh, the AP Krasinski right. podcast uh, about Tim Roll Soups. And uh, Suhan had said about recent play that it's hard sometimes to judge when a good team is just sleeping and then turning it on in the fourth. So it's hard to tell with these moral victories. Like, were you really close or did they actually just not try until the end, you know? And you get a little bit of that. But at the same time, what we're seeing is that our players are playing better. And Mm. that's undeniable. Like, you can see that, like, shots are going in. And so, you know, either way, maybe we're outmatched in the end of fourth quarters. Maybe we're outcoached, whatever it is. But, like, you can at least see us, like, 
we scored 123 points the other night. Like Absolutely. Once we were like we went through a bad stretch where we weren't even scoring 100 couldn't points get to a 100, game. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> For 10 games and straight, so, we couldn't get to 100. If we're going to play badly, at least it's nice to see us start to make some progress on the offensive end because that was something that was really painful at the beginning of the month. Yeah, Wolves had a season-high um, 30. How many assists they have there night against Oklahoma City? Like 32, 33 assists. You know, yeah. way up there for the season. You know, you're seeing the ball movement. You're seeing the pace a little bit more. Yeah. That, um, um, so these last three games that we've played. Yeah. The Wolves. Some tough teams. If you combine the Wolves versus Memphis, Cleveland, and the OKC. Yeah. We had 85 assists. Those three teams combined had 75 assists. Wow. Combined. So we had 10 more than them. That's and amazing. like, you know. Yeah. It's uh, you know, that's pretty small. Uh, that's a pretty big percentage when you only have eighty-five total. So that's like, you know, we yeah. really have been passing the ball a lot better, which was a huge problem at the beginning of January. Like I felt like even Ricky was guilty of this, and I'm the last person to speak out against the unicorn because uh, there's so <laughs> the much hate. There's so himself. much hate, and he's our best player. But um, I felt like he was going a little too much for the one pass kind of uh, buckets where he passes it once and then that player has to shoot it. And he, we weren't moving the ball from side to side, making defenses really shift position, taking advantage of switches. And now we're passing the ball a lot more. We've seen it routinely go from one corner to the other corner. And we find those mismatches in other ways that like we couldn't before. So frustrating when you see a mismatch, like Pekovic is being posted up by a point guard and like Zach Levine can't get the ball to him or something. You yeah. know, it's just like we're getting better about moving the ball around. Yeah, finding finding the open man, you know, some people like Boz and, and Levine, who maybe weren't great uh, passers to start this season, kind of finding their own, getting getting their pass on a little bit more. And that's like, I like to see that kind of feeling. There's been a few games this month where Ricky has had like three assists or four assists, but yep. that's part of it is that Ricky's no longer trying to do the pick and roll home run to Pekovic assist. And I mean, we're not playing a lot of pick and roll basketball with yeah. Ricky right now. Uh, mostly just him and Peck. And this last game against the OKC, it was uh, like every time Ricky and Cat ran a pick and yeah. roll, like every time <laughs> should do that all game. Yeah, he's getting that he's getting that Peck vibe. Can run a know? little more pick and rolls for Ricky, but I mean, right now, what I'm saying is he's had some low assist games because he's passing the ball better. Actually, he's sharing it. Hockey it, assist, maybe hockey you know, assist doesn't exactly. get recorded. Yeah, <laughs> Kobe assist. No, no, the Kobe assist. Uh, this is dumb. I shouldn't bring this up. The Kobe assist. A couple a couple years ago, the Kobe assist. They did this research about like how. Uh, with Bynum and Gasol on the court, like <laughs> if he could just like throw it up and it hits the rim and bounces down, like because they were such good offensive rebounds, they would call that a Kobe a assist. Yeah. <laughs> because it would shot. bounce off the rim and then one of those guys would eat it up and dunk it in. Yeah, I like that. The missed shot being assist. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, also, the Wolves are shooting more three pointers, Scott. Three point attempts. Um, have gone up just a little bit. Uh, yeah, I from broke December it down in January. Yeah, I went to NBA.com. I learned this for the first time today. I went to NBA.com, figured out how to use their stats. Yeah, I looked at the month breakdown. Our first month of the season, when we were eight and eight, we shot sixteen point five. We shot sixteen and a half three pointers a game. Not enough, but better. We're eight and eight. We're yeah. a five hundred team, looking yep. like at the playoffs. Yep. The next two months, we were bottom of the league at fifteen three pointers a game. Yep. So we took Attempts. a step backwards there. These last six games, when we've been playing so much better, 17 a game. All the way up to 17. That's what I'm saying. You can kind of see we're taking more of those th- corner threes. Yes. Baza spotting up. Levine's feeling a little more confident in these past few games. Yeah. And what it's doing is with the ball movement, it's creating more space on the court for yeah. Towns to operate in. That's why Towns has been beasting lately, dunking on Ibaka and Westbrook and stuff. Is that there's mm-hmm. just more, there's more space when uh, you know, you're taking those threes. 
And, you know, the team is is unfortunately gone up against some really great squads. Oklahoma City, Cleveland. Unfortunately, it's been fun to watch. Fun to watch. Fun to see those teams. But I can I can sniff a little, uh, little run coming up here. Utah, uh, Friday night, um, and then in Portland, in L.A., you know, there's a couple games in there where I think if they can continue this uh, this nice play, um, you might, might be able to actually turn those into some wins. We'll see. That's coming up this Hopefully weekend. Hopefully not too many. Not too many wins. Uh, coming up uh, next, we got to talk about uh, the Rising Stars rosters uh, being announced this week. No surprise that uh, Wiggins and Cat uh, are in the game. Uh, Happy Zach, to see Levine's there, too. Yeah, Zach. Kind Zach's of on the fence. Didn't expect him not to be there, but well, it's, it's, it's nice. I mean, he's, the he's, US he's team not is- had a great year, but, but um, you know. No, he's he's filling it up um, as far as some stats and shooting and stuff like that. So it's it's good that he's there. I mean, I think also playing in it last year, it's hard to not invite a guy when you've already invited him once. Yeah, if, unless they have a huge drop off, you're going to get invited back. As I mean, a second I will player. say some really good guys uh, didn't make it because there were too there's too much talent in the U.S. Yeah, who you got? Who who got left out for the U.S. Devin squad? Booker got left out from no the U.S. Booker. Yeah, no Booker. And I'm just saying it's from a little, Phoenix. It's yeah. a little tough. There's a little more talent in the U.S. for the basketball, you know, country of the world. Yeah, all the all the powerhouse uh, NCAA squads up in right. there, all your all your Kentuckys and stuff like that. Um, but yeah. happy to see it was kind of confusing to see Towns on the U.S. squad right away, just because mm. he said he's going to continue to play with the Dominican national team in the future, right? At Olympics, but this is an Olympics. This, this is, is an Olympics. Based on this is where just, you're born. This is just literally all star game rules apply, not FIBA rules. So that's right. He's on Team USA. So Wiggins will be uh, on the world team. Um, you know, facing off against the USA team. That, that'll be all, that game is fun to watch. Always a always a track meet of <laughs> even more of a track meet oh, than, man, than the, all, the normal All Star game is is you know chided for not being a defensive game or you know too much just chucking. But wow, if you think that's it's bad, more. check out the Rising it's Stars game. <laughs> like the over under on like players passing between their defenders' legs is like five and a half. Like that always happens. Um, alley oops all over the place. Super fun though. Always good. To Legendary watch. performance by Alexi Shved. His peak NBA <laughs> moment was in the Rising Star games. It really was. He has a good dunk. Some crazy good dunks. Everyone yeah. <laughs> was so excited. We made T-shirts about it. We were so excited. Yeah, Alexi in the in the in the Rising Stars game. That so was, looking that was at fun. looking at the two teams, who would you pick, Neil? Who do you think is going to come out on top here? All right, I uh, you know what? I'm going to take. I'm going to go world on this. You're you going know, world. I think the USA has some more names. Some more guys you might know in that way but you know i think the world team might be able to surprise the usa team by you know maybe not playing as uh as uh, up and down and as uh, you know throw it through your legs that kind of thing i think they got more solid uh you know maybe fundamentals on their team a little bit that might be a european cliche um but you know i think they have more shooters and uh you know, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna fill it up. I'll go world. I'll, I'll take them in this crazy exhibition match. They do have the reigning rising stars MVP on the team with Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> All right. Oh, he won the MVP. Oh, that's right. That's I, right. Yep. Won the MVP of the rising trophy. star, prestigious award. Yes. Kobe Bryant never won a rising stars MVP award. Yeah, he's nothing. Jordan never. Yeah. So I'm obviously taking the USA team. There was so okay. much talent. Deserving guys got left off the team. We were just literally talking about how stacked stuffed. this team is. They've got little guys. Russell, Levine, you know, is Levine's built for these kinds of games. He's going to hit a Ooh. bunch of threes. He's going to so be dunking all over the place. So because once he starts going really fast, like people have to wonder, are, am I going to step in the way of this, this lightning train? Am yeah. I going to take that? No, there's no defense in these games. It's whoever wants to hustle the most. Zach is fast. Plus, we have this year's MVP, Carl Anthony. 
Anthony Towns. He's going to channel that Andre Drummond MVP year from a few years back where he's going to not only get like 20 rebounds, but he's going to score like 35 points, a few threes. He's going to dazzle a few threes. Yeah. Not much post work. Oh, yeah. He's going to have some of those nasty dunks that he's had from the past game. Man, betting against Vince, against Cat in the, as far as MVP in this game, that's tough. And usually, you know, they give the MVP to the winning team. So, yeah, I could see that. Cat, I think, is, is destined for, for the MVP of this game. You heard it here first. All right, we'll see how that goes. Uh, speaking of All-Star, Scott, uh, you know, I saw this on Twitter right before we started recording. Who do you think potentially could be the next Wolves all-star in the big game? Not in the little game, not in the dunk contest, not in the three-point shooting contest. It really is Wiggins or Towns closer to being an all-star. Mm. I think if it was this year, you'd have to say Towns. But yeah. you you know, once you reset and, 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 and reset for next season, can you see Wiggins um, you know, getting in the game before Towns? It depends how much he's scoring. It's tough yeah. to just be a scorer and make it. We saw Damian Lillard didn't make it on scoring alone. Yeah. But sometimes it's also about the fan base. Uh, like Melo is kind of like a great scorer, and uh, maybe maybe Wiggins can get on on like some of that. I guess. Are they both going to be front the court players? No, here's here's the, the way I see it. I, I just realized, assuming they don't change the voting for next year, we can assume they're not going to be voted in just because California yeah, and Texas to be, fans yes, and Steph Curry to. fans. And so, like, all these guys are going to have to be coach, coach selections. Yeah. And so, if Wiggins is the guy who is, like, they game plan against, they're like, okay, Wiggins made that third-year leap. He's the guy we have to scout against. He's the guy we're going to have to try and stop because he's option A on the Timberwolves. He's not option B. Towns is the defender. He's option B. But Wiggins is their main scorer. He's the guy we have to plan for every night. Right. Maybe the coaches select Wiggins then instead of Towns, especially if the coaches are making their selections. Then they're like, well, there's so many backup bigs I got to pick. I got to pick Boogie. I got to pick DeAndre. Yeah. And then they're like, well, I don't want to pick a third backup big because that's too many bigs for the squad. I'm going to pick <laughs> Wiggins because then he could switch in and play guard and forward. You know? Is he a front court player though, or the- you know what I mean? He, like he's or he's it, Kobe. He's he could be either one. It's right. like they put Kobe Depends. at they put Kobe at forward so they could have you know the better. The West has so many good guards. They yeah. want Steph Curry to be a guard, you know. So like yeah. So we're gonna hope that he's a front court player right. to be able to well, be more. I'm just eligible. saying they could put him either one. They they can choose. It's like a Paul George yeah. saying. It's like a Kobe Bryant thing. It's like whatever. They, I could see like Harden being counted as a forward in the future. They don't care. You Where know, is All Star next year? Do you know? No, I mean this year no. in Toronto. I mean, if this would have been one more year, you know, you could maybe see Wiggins getting voted in, you know, with the Canadian vote. Sure, uh, but unfortunately, I don't believe next year will be in Toronto as well. It'll be somewhere else. And uh, I wonder where it is. And, I think uh, it's Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Yeah, uh, twenty seventeen NBA All Star. So Kemba Walker All Star next Kemba year, buddy. Walker. Just you, just you wait. Yeah, you're right, Charlotte. Charlotte. So that'll uh, be fun. The the Jordan will be there. Time Warner Arena. Oh, that's we'll do all up. kinds of fun Jordan stuff for that. That's what's up. Um, okay, let's um, let's talk about um, some something that happened this week. Scott David Black got fired. Maybe you heard. Maybe you didn't. Um, Cleveland Cavaliers moving on. The first place Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, decided things weren't going well enough. So time to move on from head coach David Blatt. And uh, David Blatt was somebody that was speculated um, amongst Wolves fans and Wolves Twitter world. Um, the last time the Wolves were looking for a coach, um, Flip Saunders and Glenn Taylor at that time decided that it would be better for Flip just to handle uh, both sides of the coin um, there. But a lot of people thought David Blatt might be in the running. Um, do you think Scott David Blatt could be a future head coach for the Wolves? Do you think he might be interested in the job? And do you think the Wolves will give him a look? 
They might give him a look. They had yeah. reported interest of having him be an assistant. So I think that, uh, you know, they might publicly say they're not looking at him right now out of deference to Mitch. Yeah. But uh, they're probably kicking the tires, at least in some way. Right. I'm sure, uh, you know, he'll have a lot of offers. So it depends, like, who he's going to want to be with, whether he wants to take a Nets job, which... I mean, I'd rather coach Wiggins, but maybe he wants sure. to be in New York. You know, maybe he wants to be in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Either way, um, I mean, he's on the list. It's it's tough for me to say, like comparing him to other guys out there. If, I mean, right now we don't know if Thibodeau is interested at all. If like you know, Scotty Brooks would be interested at all. If Blatt would be interested, we don't know. It, really, like who would be better for a young squad? There's just so many. There's I'm so much mystery. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm very high on him as well. And you, you know, I think especially with the fact, even if it was Flip who was looking at him before, you know, the fact that they had interest in him in the past, you know, he might be familiar with with some of the people who are still in the front office there with the Wolves. And you know what? If they hire someone like that, if they hire Blatt, if they like I said, some of the guys I mentioned, Brooks, Thibodeau, any of those guys, I'd be thrilled because I know they're all like competent. Good, even like net positive NBA coaches. Yeah, it'd be if they hired someone like Terry Porter or like something <laughs> like that. Then I'd get a little bit more worried about. Or Monty Williams, or like, hey, maybe Monty Williams has coached before. Like that would worry me. Yes. And so, like, would I want Blatt to join the team? Sure. It, do I want him most? I don't know. I think and he's way up there on my list. I, I think we don't have to worry about it right now because right. Smitch it's isn't, not a right Smitch now isn't going anywhere it's until this, April. It's a this summer thing, yeah. for sure. It's a it's a May, um, you know, before the draft um, is when uh, you know Sam Mitchell's going to get looked at, and, and they're going to figure that that all out. Hopefully, uh, but I, I like Blatt up in there. You know, I think Thibodeau. You're right. There are other veteran coaches, Van Gundy, um, Thibodeau, like you said, Brooks. There's other coaches. Van Gundy hasn't coached in so long, though. It's just like uh, his name keeps coming up. We'll it, see. I don't know. Maybe he wants to stay in the booth, but. Uh, uh, Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. So many coaches this year. It's going to be Lionel fun. Lionel Hollins. It's going to be fun because there are so many coaches on the market, and the Wolves, while not a winner, not a playoff team, do have one of the most intriguing young cores in the league. So, you know, that's going to be fun to see what coaches come through and, and you know, want the gig. Um, but I like Blatt's combination of being um, experienced overseas, albeit won so many games, coached for 20 years overseas, but young in the league. Still has a lot to learn, I think, in the league. Maybe he doesn't think so, but I think to achieve in the league, he's got a ways to go. Whereas Thibodeau would also be amazing, but I think it might be frustrating for him to come to a young team who is a borderline playoff team for next year, possibly. I think that might be tough to get too veteran of a guy. I think to have, have about, sort of a young guy in there, too, who can grow with the team would be nice. And I think Black I really think, fits that role. I think we have as much talent as the first Chicago Bull team that Thibodeau sure. coached. And, uh, you know, I think he could coach this team to a, a spot in the West. You know, I think he could yeah. actually get an eight seed with this team. And, the thing with Thibodeau that I'd worry about is that he'd play everyone for 40 minutes and ruin everyone's careers, you know, play them through their injuries. And then it would just be like, we'll find something Wiggins, to complain about. Wiggins will just be a broken down husk of a body like Lou Aldane, you know, just like, I don't want them playing cat with a broken leg. Like they played um, Omar Ashik with a broken leg. Uh, Jimmy Butler looks pretty good right now. That's he had, to, he had to go through the ringer though. <laughs> He's super Tib- young. Tib- Tibbs wanted Lou Aldane to play with a spinal tap. You know what I'm saying? Like they're Get out there. You're fine. I, that's what I worry about. I know our team defense would be awesome. I I know they'd yeah. be well coached, but he—I don't know if he has the idea to the offensive ideas we need to be in a modern NBA. The Bulls are kind of lagging behind in all those years. And Scotty Brooks—I mean, he—he he didn't run much of an offense, but he seemed to be good for coaching young guys, making young men into professionals and Developing. stars. 
So maybe it'd be a good development. Where Blatt, I see an offensive system. Maybe the best idea of like how to run an offensive system that would work <laughs> in a modern NBA. Yeah. But I don't know how he relates to guys. Did he just not <laughs> relate to LeBron because LeBron is uh, a, a literal one of one yeah. case? Yeah. Like there's nothing like LeBron in the league. So who could coach him? Or if like maybe he can't reach NBA players at all? I don't know. Yeah, man, that's he's an intriguing question intriguing marks guy. everywhere. But like I said, all of those are better than you know signing up Monty or Terry or like. Uh, Jean Vaughn or you yeah know. yeah someone who's been in this in this organi- organization before or Byron like Scott that. yeah or Sid Lowe or someone who's on our bench right now you know or or you know uh, David Adelman Coach Mad someone like that I could I could see something like that happening so I'd, I'd much rather have a vet guy someone's been in the league before um good all right that's gonna do it for our main segment talking about uh, current event Wolves stuff well I this, you just said that you would much rather have a vet guy yeah, and the only right. reason I agree with that. Is that I don't trust any. I don't trust Glenn uh, right now to be the guy who picks the new school thinker. Like you could get a Brad Stevens, you can get a Steve Kerr. It seems like some of these, uh, you know, Steve Steve Kerr's been around the league a long time. But I'm saying like you could get some of these guys who are new school in their thinking. Um, but Walton, uh, yeah, but it's oh, Coach Walton. Walden. Let's do it, Coach Walton. No, no. I'm sorry. I got way too excited. I thought you were suggesting Bill Walton comes and coaches the no, team. Young, young Walton. Oh, no. Luke Walton. Walton Jr. Nah, he got a little lucky. I want I want Bill Walton to come coach. Yeah. Well, get, bring bring on bring the Waltons on in. You know, well, I mean, I'm just, if they go, I think that what you're saying is, you know, being a forward thinking, you know, getting a young guy like that. I think if they do go that route, that's how we'll know Kaplan, Steve Kaplan, um, the, right. the eventual. Uh, well, he will, he will be the minority owner, and then someday be the eventual um, majority owner. That's how I think we'll know that you know Glenn had help in this, and definitely kind of had somebody else look at, looking out for it because uh, right, it's a big uh, difference between getting like Brad Stevens or Billy Donovan. Yeah, <laughs> and hey, I mean Billy Donovan's got half a season, so he he could still figure know. it out and be a good coach. But yeah. I was just picking someone. <laughs> struggling but you know Pick better, someone we saw like that it's better than hiring like Derek fisher you know yeah all right that's gonna do it for our main segment thank you for listening Coach KG. to that we have lots of more show coming up for you so don't go anywhere it's timberwolves the podcast This week, we are sponsored by Sideline Swag. Yes, Sideline Swag is a new service that lets you shop your favorite players' fashion choices. Uh, we all know that the NBA uh, NBA players are amongst the most fashion-forward figures in the world of sports and entertainment. Sideline Swag brings their ambitious, sometimes questionable looks to your closet. Scott, have you ever looked at an NBA player who was injured or just wasn't playing that night and thought, I wish I could wear that? Neil, I'm a Timberwolves fan. I've seen so many stars and they're injured yes we made a joke video about it a few years back with the t-wolves blog wow it's about suit and ties because we saw so many of our players wearing suit and ties we can still see that fashion today we were at okc game oh yeah yeah last night and we saw kevin garnett rocking out the turtleneck amazing black turtleneck looks like he's on the front of like a simon and garfunkel album sound the sound of silence you know where you could find that turtleneck scott Oh, man, J.C. Penney's? I don't know. Nah, Sideline Swag. Sideline Swag! That's right. You just head over to their website, sidelineswag.com, or check out their Get that KG mobile turtle. app. And uh, you, too, can uh, you know look like your favorite NBA player. Lots of cool looks happening out there. Do you, you know. want to look like uh, Nikola Pekovic, like a James Bond villain? I'm <laughs> Open collar? No ties for you. No, all black. 
He's got it all. Sideline swag has the Nikola Pekovic look. Doesn't matter, um, you know, we're a Timberwolves podcast here. Doesn't matter who your team is. You can select by team. You know, Thunder, Russell Westbrook, um, you know, Dion Waiters. You've got these guys who, are, you know, have some really intense, really out there styles. You want to know where to find that stuff? Look no further. Sideline swag. You know, you with go. fashion, once you're seen in something once, you can never be seen in it again. Right. So there's a lot. If you go to the Sideline Swag outlet store, you'll see the fashions from years previous mm-hmm. uh, available. Discounted. Remember, like the time that Noah wore a billowy sweatshirt underneath his jacket, wow. and they made him change into a collared shirt wow. at halftime. That sweatshirt, Sideline Swag outlet store. They have it. They definitely have it there. You can find so many things um, from you know NBA players, wardrobes. They got all the cool stuff. You know, they get hooked up by fashion designers and stuff. They wear it to the game. You know, a lot of these times, you're limited um, pieces. You, you want those red glasses that Russell Westbrook wore on that playoff press conference? Oh, I know I do. Sideline swag. Sideline swag, swag has them. You got to find all this stuff. NBA players, they, they, they know how to dress. Sideline swag. Check it out. Make sure that when you get to the checkout process, you enter offer code Timberwolves the podcast and you will get 15% off your first order it's sidelineswag.com we appreciate sideline swag support of our podcast we'll be right back with mailbag it's a mailbag it's a mailbag it's a mu- 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 mailbag it's a mailbag it's a mailbag it's a mu- 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 mailbag letters all letters like the alphabet yo this segment's called mailbag so if you got a question about the wolves let us know there's a good chance that we'll read it on the show yeah send us your letters send us your messages send us your carrier pigeons we want to hear from you yeah all right, welcome back to the show. Time to dig into some mail. We got mail all over the place. We got email. We have proper letters. Um, every kind of... Uh, we got notes. Someone slid a note under the door as we started. That yeah, was weird. It was weird, too, because like I have no idea why they would be asking us about why you haven't paid your rent. That's not a Timberwolves question. That's not at all. That's that's a, that's a really strange one. Um, but that's okay. We, we'll take them all. We'll take them all. Only certain ones will get read on the air. But and we'll you know, take all your mail. Whatever. I know you just heard the catchy intro music that mm-hmm. gets stuck in your head, sure. and you're not even angry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it doesn't really detail how you can get it to us. At Wolfscast on Twitter is that's a good right. way to send, right. send it to us on Twitter. If you need more than 140 characters, you can go to TimberwolvesThePodcast.com. Amazing. Hit Let's- contact us. Uh, contact us get us your mail right now we have a couple questions first one comes to us from jared he is jp jacobs with a z at the end j-p-j-a-c-o-b-z on twitter true story i blocked jared with my left hand at basketball this week i pick up basketball oh no i can't believe you just said that on the podcast now everybody knows he kind of owned me the rest of the night but i got that and i just told everyone about that wow he's gonna, so hey if, he's gonna give it to you this week hey steve zach if you guys are listening I'm better now. <laughs> he, uh, Jared asks, who are the most attractive Timberwolves players? And wow, what a question. Thank you very much, Jared, for that question. This is a doozy. I'm going to think here, um, because this is a friend of ours. I don't think that Jared means in this question, 
who are the most attractive, um, you know, basketball games on the team, or like who has the best shot? Oh, sure. You like know, who, you know, who's no, got the best game? I mean, Ricky's Ricky's passing is like poetry, but Very that's not what he's talking about. Very attractive. He's not but talking that's not about. What he's talking about. He's talking about good looks. Okay. He's talking about handsomeness. Who would you swipe right on Tinder if you that's came right. across them? Just well, for the record, Scott and I are both straight dudes, and um, I think that makes this more fun. I also think like it also makes our answers less credible because right. I'll just I've like talked to my wife about stuff where I'll say like uh-huh. who do you think is the hottest player on the team? Yeah. And she and I always disagree. Really? Uh, basketball, baseball, whatever sport we play the who's the hottest guy on the team, we uh-huh. always pick different people. Yeah. It makes me different think tastes. it makes me think that I'm bad at choosing which guys are really desirable. I, you but know. I can just tell you what's true to me. Yeah. That's and, all we're doing. And so I apologize to the women out there who are shaking their heads and being like they're dumb. Because yeah. we we probably won't pick your favorites. Yeah. Well, okay. So uh, who who do we have? I think to start it off, Ricky Rubio to me, I think it, you know leads the way. I would say he leads the way um, with his dreamy eyes. Um, you know, I think he's got a nice like European kind of style that um, you know I think is is very attractive. He was I, always I, I like, kind of I like, like he's adorable. You know what I mean? Right. He's got the accent, the I, cute smile. You got to start with Ricky, right? That's where we start. I would, but I've heard, at least what my wife has said, uh-huh. that he's a little too like boyish. Okay. You know, sometimes you want I a man. See it, I could see it. I could see it. So yeah. like he's a little boyish, a little uh, a little too cute, maybe a little too anime. Yeah, I, I I would put him number one though. Yeah, he's my number one. He's got to be up there. Who who else are we gonna say? I think I think Shabazz is a good looking guy. I think I would say. I th- oh really? I think he's. Um, you I know, don't want to start calling players ugly here, but I would put Shabazz down my list a little bit. Really? Yeah. I I just feel like you know I think uh, Andrew and Cat really really good looking guys. Yeah. They're they're definitely up there for me. We got the roster pulled up uh, here in front of us. Um, you what know, do you think about Zach? Uh, man, it's so hard. It's so hard to know with Zach. He's so um, angular. I think he's got a great smile, just like Wiggins. He's got a great smile, great big smile. He's got kind of like a, yeah. He seems like a dopey kid when he smiles. Sometimes and that's really cute and endearing. Here's something I've noticed recently about Zach, and they even said it on the broadcast the other night. Zach is just starting to grow facial hair. He has like a very wispy beard. But I can't get past. It's not good. It's not a good look. I know he's got to do it. Does that mean Zach's going to grow? I think Zach is still going to grow because he's still working on the hair. Um, we were talking about it, whether Towns was going to grow the other night because his feet are so big. Like I, He seems like he could still he's still in the right age where he could still be growing. Giannis style. That's Giannis right. style. But I'm out on Zach as far as being attractive. Not just because of the facial hair, but yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on Zach. Kevin Martin kind of looks like an R&B superstar. Yeah, I could see Kevin Martin, you know, uh, ladies being a fan of, of the of the Kmart. Looks smooth for sure um you know i think down at the bottom um, let's talk about the bottom of the barrel here for the wolves uh, mm. tayshawn prince not a good looking guy adrian Payne, um, you're a champion though you're an nba champion Tayshaun. i think adrian Payne isn't isn't very good looking um you well, know you I don't know, know let's not kick them when they're down man sure well, i would say that like nemanja always reminds me of like the he looks so generic he looks like most like the most normal dude like the most generic like kind of white dude at the frat house bro like dude like i feel like if you yeah. made like a default white character in NBA 2K like he would look say. like Nemanja like his, his haircut is just like normal dude haircut he's his expression on his face I don't play video games
games, but he seems to look like what you start with on, right. a, play, on a creative just player. Totally like, unremarkable. This is the blank slate that you just you start to morph and start to start to work with. Uh, okay, cool. So yeah, so we're going Ricky number one and Cat and Wiggins uh, also right up there. So so the best players on the team are also the most attractive. That's cool. <laughs> my my wife would vote for Cat and Wiggins. Cat, okay. Good to know. But Good she's know. married to me, so off the market, cat. No, sorry. That's fine. that's fine. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, man. Thanks hey, for... I'm available, though, cat. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Thanks for the Give question, call, Jared. Babe. Moving on to the next question. Uh, Christine, uh, she is at CR Wolves fan, uh, asks, it seems like the Timberwolves have two young wings who could excel in the sixth man role. If they can only keep one, who would you pick? Zach Levine or Shabazz Muhammad? Who's your sixth man of the year? Ooh, shoot. This is really hard, especially because Levine's been playing a lot better recently. He went through a little slump uh, a couple weeks ago. He's starting to really light it up. He's starting to show that he is learning, that uh, he doesn't have as many boneheaded moments on the courts as far as being a point guard. Um, you know, but also Muhammad has been getting a lot more minutes for his play. Both have been very improved as of late, but they both kind of do seem like they are six men. Um, Scott, you want to start us off? Who do you pick? For- I'll let you go first. Here. Okay, I'm. I'm. I would trade Zach at this point. You trade Zach. I trade Zach. Tell I'm, me why. Uh, I'm gonna trade Zach because you know I think. You know, I, I mean, I think Zach, it's just so hard because I think there's so many roles on the team that really haven't been sussed out. So I could see I could see Muhammad starting. Zach does really feel like more of a six man to me. But, but the, the question is, who's the better six man here? You know, right. gonna, we can only keep one as a six man. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard. Well, I guess if I, here, I'll, I can tell you this. The, the argument for I would say for keeping Shabazz is that he's shown that he can improve every offseason. Yeah. Every summer he comes back with more things added to his game. We've yet to see Zach improve that much. We're not sure if he's the kind of guy who can get the NBA game, who can catch up to speed yet. Shabazz looks like a guy who at least has a place in this league. You're right. And for that reason, I think that there's a strong argument for keeping Boz. And also, when the bench unit comes in, I'm when Shabazz checks in, I go, oh, good, Boz is in. When Zach checks in, I go, uh-oh. <laughs> That's not yeah. 100% Zach's fault. Sometimes it's because he's checking in for Ricky. And so it's more of an uh-oh, Zach is in playing point guard than it is an uh-oh, Zach's on the floor. But at the same time, when Zach checks in, I go, oh, yeah, you know. I think I think Muhammad's, um, you know, trade value is higher at this point. You hear a lot of a buzz about, you know, lots of teams are interested in him on the trade market right now. Um, you know, so, you know, I think his value might be a little bit higher. Um, but I think you're right. Maybe maybe do stick with with Muhammad. No, I I'm sticking with Levine. You're I was just, Levine. I was helping your argument there. I see. I see. I see. I'm you're just, sticking with Levine. I can see the argument for sticking with Shabazz. No, it's Trust so me. hard after we but watched here's him what score I say. 35 last night. Well, here's another thing. He's younger. We have him under cost control for more years. Shabazz is going to get expensive sooner. And Shabazz strikes me as a guy who knows he's going to be a star in this league. Who's going to want more than a six man role? Yeah. I don't think Shabazz is going to be happy until he's a starter. I think he's going to look for money and. I don't, uh, I think, uh, you know, nothing wrong with that. I would look yeah. for money. There's nothing wrong with that. But I could just like see Shabazz uh, not being happy with that six man role where 
Levine, I think, has a lot of the same kind of strengths and weaknesses as Shabazz in yeah. terms of just being great on offense, kind of lost on defense. And But Levine being so much younger than Shabazz at this point, and also, uh, like I said, just a year in a more... Uh, inexperienced, I think he has more of a ceiling to grow, especially with that athleticism that he has. Shabazz makes the best of his limit of athleticism, whether that's through using his big old butt to like make room down low or to like spend all summer making his body just chiseled. But he's still got limited athleticism compared to I mean, anyone has limited athleticism compared to <laughs> Zach Levine. All right, you convinced me. I'm in. I'm in on it. If, if it has to only be one, I'll hang on to Levine for a little bit, see how it goes. He's very frustrating to watch right now, but I see it. Like I said, we saw him score 35 last night. Here's the trade. Uh, Shabazz for Blake Griffin. Who says no? That's a hard one. I don't know who says no. Clippers, Shabazz has got two working hands. Apparently the Clippers want him a lot, so yeah, that, that might be a thing. You know, let, Let's hope we can figure out a way to keep them both. That'd yeah. be cool. That'd be cool if they both uh, you know, re- come into their... You know, no, uh, one starts at the two or like i don't know maybe zach starts at the two or shabazz starts at the three and wiggins starts at the two yeah and then you and then levine's off the bench or something that i could see that i could see that for sure we don't have to make the decision right now that's yeah that's that's the key this is something for the answer for the is future. none of them this year there you go well i hope to answer your question a little bit christine uh thank you both for sending in questions for mailbag remember you can hit us up with your questions at wolvescast might as well just follow us on twitter at that point because we when we put out a call for questions Great idea. You can see it. Also, you can go to TimberwolvesThePodcast.com if you don't use Twitter. Hey, no judgment here. You can go to TimberwolvesThePodcast.com and submit a question there. That'd be wonderful. Um, please stick around for the rest of the show. We have a couple more segments. Up next, we have power rankings. What are we going to rank this week? You'll just have to wait. We'll be right back to Timberwolves the Podcast. Nicknames for Nemanja Bialica. We were at the game last night. Okay, see, Nemanja hits a big old shot like he's been doing lately, playing a little better. And around the the ribbon banner that goes around the arena, the 360-degree like uh, LED banner that usually has like Spire Credit Union ads on it, it lit up (laughs) with like Nemanja's face and Professor Big Shots. So the Timberwolves are embracing Professor Big Shots. That's the they're putting it on their screen, but they're not always the best because they also put the Godfather on the screen, which is like a fun nickname. But like you know, they're not taking the best nicknames and making them and pushing them on us. That's right. So Nemanja has two nicknames. One of them he brought over from Europe with him. That's the one that you just mentioned, Professor Big Shots. Professor Big Shots, which we've talked in the past about how some people think it sounds sarcastic. Sure, it It does kind of sound like we're making fun of him. Oh, Professor Big Shots made another three. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, when you say professor or, you know, you say captain, you know, yeah. like Captain Obvious is like a way to say it's pro- ironic. We have the professor on his team, and yeah, his name is Andre Miller. There can't be two profs on this team. Only room for one PhD. Only room for one. That one, that nickname is whatever. I'm not, I'm not too low on that one. What we are low on is his 
what I like to call his court nickname, which right. is kind of like what other teammates yell at him or what his coach yells at him when they want to get his attention on the court, and that is yeah. belly. If a guy's running at you to set a screen and you, you need help, you're not going to yell, Nemanja Bielica, Nemanja Bielica. Yeah, yeah. You know, belly, name, belly, belly. His name is complicated. There are two J's in his name. Strange consonants bumping up against but each other. But here's the thing. We're, we don't care about what Ricky calls him on the court. No. What we're talking about is what people are yelling in the stands. That's right. Where you're yelling at your TV at screen. Home. Yes. We don't want you yelling, Belly! Belly, I, Come I mean, on. I guess like how that works is because... He, he doesn't even have a belly. He's he pretty skinny. He doesn't have a belly. He sort of has a... <laughs> exactly. In, in his name, he sort of has a jelly in a way if you were to mispronounce his name with a B in front of it. I don't so, think you're ready for this Bielitsa. Bielitsa. Yeah. <laughs> it's strange. It's weird. No, um, yeah, it even, doesn't work. Um, you know, even the PA announcer, Rod Johnson, um, at Target Center has been calling him belly, you know, when he makes a basket or when he has an assist from belly you know that kind of thing so we think that they can do better and we have 10 suggestions 10 suggestions as to some better nicknames for us for for nemanja scott start us off with number 10 number 10 number 10 rolling is nemanja bay alitsa very nice i saw the shirt that somebody's mocking up right now about rubeo Okay. B-A-E. B-A-E. Before. Yeah, like Bay. Like uh, like this. All else. Yeah. (laughs) Is what it stands for. And so it's like, you call your girlfriend, hey, Bay. Bay. Hey, Bay. Before all else. Is that what that means? That's what it stands for. I thought it was sort of like a shorthand for like baby. Or like, hey, Bay. That's what I thought. That's what I thought initially. I used to spell it B-E-Y in my text messages. Like, Bay. Yeah. Uh, Just because I thought it was short for baby or Beyonce. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, and then, you know, I saw it being used on Twitter. It's always capital B-A-E and stands for before all else. Nemanja Bay, Alitza. That's a a pretty good one. I like that one. It's for the millennials. Which is us <laughs> number nine uh the serbian sniper you know i like nicknames where they um you know use the the you know the, the country where they're from in there and uh, weapons of war weapons of and weapons of course the sniper works well though because most of his when he hits that three-point shot it always seems to not be like one of a dirk like arcing ones it kind of goes <laughs> forward more in a straight line that's right but when it hits the net it rips the net it doesn't i don't see him hit a lot of threes where it hits the rim first like it's just ripping the net whenever it goes in also he's a couple feet behind the line he's it doesn't way matter out yeah there. he's way out which there. is He'll like the opposite of what you'd think with uh fiba players because the line's yeah. shorter you know yeah <laughs> he doesn't, he's been he doesn't a care ball for a while he doesn't care <laughs> that's right all right well neil uh, i got number eight right here cool it's naman yeah or I maybe like, like Naman Yahoo, like yeah. something like that, where you take that last name, you really emphasize Nemanya. it. You're like Naman Yeah, that's right. I think that would be good. Speaking I think that of would the be arena. I think that would be good. That's in arena where it shows like the consonants on the jumbo chart is like Naman Yeah, Naman Yeah. I like that. That's the destiny get into for a that. cheer, get into a cheer, going through the time I center. Hope, I mean, I I hope someone in an arena listens to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, they do. Like, we, got, ideas, we got all good the ideas. Whole staff listening. That's cool. Naman, yeah. All right, moving on. Number seven, the upgrade from Belgrade. That's right. Going back to where he's from, Belgrade, I believe, is the capital of Serbia, or that's just where maybe where he's from in Serbia. But I like uh, that Belgrade. it's got a little bit more specific there, mm-hmm. and it's not just like nationality. It's very like location based. 
and uh, it's got a nice little rhyme to it. Yeah, I mean, Nemanja is um, probably, uh, you know, for the foreseeable future, going to be coming off the bench. Yeah. You know, he's a bench guy. He's not a starter. He's a bench guy. So he's coming in to upgrade. I mean, he might not be an upgrade of what the Wolves have on, on the court, but you get the idea anyway. Yeah. Uh, he's an upgrade. He's coming in. If you're <laughs> screaming or not, he's an upgrade because it's not like he's he's going to airball yeah. and you're going to go, the upgrade from Belgrade. No. Why did you shoot it? No, he no. just he just got the rebound, brought up the court. Threw a nifty pass in the corner three, and it's the upgrade from Belgrade right oh, there. Oh, man. Point forward. There it is. Point forward, Nemanja. My next one goes off the sound of his last name. Number six. Bumblebee Elitza. Bumblebee Elitza. Bumblebee Elitza. I figure like this is one of those things where he has kind of, a, he scrambles in traffic, picks up the ball maybe, yes. and it makes something out of that play where he kicks it to someone that you didn't see was open. You're like, wow, he really just made that garbage into something. <laughs> he's Bumblebee Elitza. Yeah, right now he's definitely bumbling around from time to time. Playing yeah. better as of late, but uh, definitely been known to bumble a little bit. You know, He maybe. can be a little herky-jerky too because he's still figuring figuring out what's the right speed to attack the rim. So if he's not just taking a shot, it always seems like when he takes off from the three-point line, like he could still get called for a travel. <laughs> and so it's just like he's kind of like bumbling in towards the rim. Kind he's of bumbling like around. Boris Diaw bumbles around. And I think that Bielitsa has that yeah. too. Yeah, Bumble Bielitsa. Bumble Bielitsa. I like it. Number five, Nemanje West. That's right. Just a little Kanye West pun. I think right this there. would be fun to say. Like, if Nemanye. he's going off, just like this is something I could I could see myself screaming into the targets. They're just be like, ah, Nemanye West. That's right, Nemanye, Nemanye. So using a little hip hop reference there, Nemanye West. You know, Kanye I could see West. it. Too. It's easy to say. It's just something I could really see. Very know. easy. That's a that's a big part of these nicknames. Exactly. Making his name easier because for non, it's not easy. It's not going to catch up. Yeah, exactly. Nemanye West, number five. Number four, Nemana from heaven. Ooh. I could see like Kevin Harlan, anyone shouting this when he hits like a big three at a clutch moment. Oh, yeah. He says, it's Nemana from heaven for the Timberwolves. I'm pretty sure Dave Benz on the FSN broadcast uses Mana from heaven. Um, you know, for a lot of different players and just for a lot of situations. So I think he would appreciate this one. I think he'd dig it. And, uh, you know, if you're not familiar with religion, it's <laughs> delicious Christian stuff religion. that comes from heaven. <laughs> that's right. You get some food when you're in the desert. I think that's where it's still Judaism, too. You know, sure. that's Old Testament. Sure. It's all, it's all the Bible. Um, number three, uh, his nickname would be Just Shoot It. Just just shoot it. That's a natural nickname because most of the time when he catches the ball, that's what we yell. That's what you yell because, you know, he tends to pump fake a little bit. He catches it and he's wide open, but he sees a guy that's like three or two steps away to close out and he's like oh that guy might close out on me really fast yeah a little hesitation it's like he thinks that his defender has the athleticism to (laughs) bound into the air really fast or something because like there's a lot of times where his defender is two steps away and he would have a he would have a chance to take it it's not like he's got a long wind up in it yeah and so you're just like just shoot it shoot it get rid of it man you got this that's natural because you're screaming it at him anyways and you can be like hey man just shoot it have a great night tonight you know I appreciate Bielitsa's you know um, you know, non-selfish play. He has such a well-rounded game. He's not just a spot-up shooter, and yes. he knows that. He's, and we saw that in flashes when he had some good uh, playmaking plays the other night. Yeah, but he's just still figuring it out. And uh, I think we'll see that from him. I, I think, think he could be like a point-forward type player. I think he could be just as aware of what to do on the court as Garnett and Towns where they can catch it at the high elbow and swing it right around or like they know when to take two dribbles to get a double and pass it around to the guy who's open. Like I've seen Cat and Garnett have that knowledge and I think Bielisa's got the same knowledge. He's just figuring out 
how to translate it right now. Yeah, he, he's much more comfortable in Europe, and you can see the, the highlights from his past where he's so good at the little pump fake and put on the floor, get around, make the right pass. I appreciate that, that mindset, but for right now, just shoot it, man. Just throw it up. Yeah. As we talked about, he seemingly has a limited range. It's not like he's too far out. Just, yeah. just, just throw it up there. Just shoot it, especially when you're open. Yeah. All right, number two, our second one. This is actually one I yelled out at him last night when we were at the OKC game. Which was EuroLeague MVP. Not many guys are the EuroLeague MVP. Yeah. It, Reigning it, EuroLeague MVP, Nemanja Bielica. Yeah, and so that's just a fun one to shout out because you get to yell that he's your MVP. Like, a lot of arenas chant MVP for their best player. And so this is like a twist on that because you're not calling him the MVP, but you're like, he's the EuroLeague MVP. So, yeah, I mean, that's very notable that he was the EuroLeague MVP. That's a cool thing to shout out when just he makes a basket. Just a fun thing to call him. Some people don't know that, so it's almost like a, it could be like a trivia thing, too. I like that. I can see KG calling him that all right finally we've made it to number one can you believe it scott we made it all the way power rankings to number one the best nickname the best nickname this is what we think out of all these names this is the one that you at home the listener should adopt and start yelling at your tv screen or when you're at target center and he makes a bucket or makes a cool play nemanja bielitsa's new nickname should be nemanja three elitsa Mm, That's right. Three Alitza makes so much sense. Break it down by syllable. Makes three. Three. Rhymes with B. Also (laughs) makes it so that he shoots three-pointers. Three. It it really is simple. Nemanja, three Alitza, or just three Alitza. Well, here's the thing I don't think they're hearing. Elite is the middle one. Three Elite. Three elites. He's elite. He's elite like the Elite Four. That's right. He's, He's got that shot. That's his main... I would say reason why he's in the league is to shoot these threes. He Just, hits them down, jump out of your seat. If you say name, Nemanja, three elites. If your name rhymes with three and you're any sort of shooter, that's, that's got to be that's your what nickname. That's what it's got to be. That's the easiest one right now. We want to hear what you you would nickname Nemanja. Maybe you already Bielitsa. have one because we all you yell at our one. TVs. What do you yell at the TV besides like, you know, uh, you stink or you're awesome? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you call the players? Let us know. Yeah, even if it's not uh, Bielitsa, but if you have a better one uh, for Nemanja, that'd be cool too. He Let us one. know. Let us know what those are um that'd be awesome we have uh, one more segment for you we're gonna play a game it's gonna be fun i promise so stick around there's plenty more show a little game for you it'd be weird to quit now don't you're so quit. close you're it'd so, be so weird super close to the end of your the show. parents didn't raise a quitter i promise it'll be fun it's timberwolves the podcast All right, time to close out the show with a fun game. Scott, we're going to play a little game of Would You Rather. Easy game, right? I think it explains itself. A couple rules. I love games where the whole thing is in the title. There's really no rules. It just answer the question. No, the rule is you have to be truthful. You have to, the rule you have to be is, honest. The rule is don't lie. Yeah. And uh, answer the question. And there's no backing out. You can't say I don't know. That's another rule. Yeah, you can't you can't take the middle ground. Right. It's like if you play Truth or Dorier and you get truth and you're like, I can't say that. Well, yeah. that's not the game. Yeah, you can't you can't hang on the on the fence. So there's implied rules, but there's no like instruction manual that came with it. Right. Well, let's play. It's uh, it's straightforward. You guys know how it works. Let's get it started. Neil, first question tonight: Would you rather have Andrew Wiggins Euro step in your personal arsenal of pickup basketball moves? Mm-hmm. This is for like your game, Neil. Would you rather be able to perform Wiggins Eurostep 
or have the post moves of Carl Anthony Towns? Good question, Scott. Good would you rather. Both are highly coveted. I'll take the Carl Anthony Towns post moves, though. I'm 6'4". I typically play in the post uh, when I can. And, um, you know, I think Eurostep's a little something that, you know, maybe is outside of my game. Also, might be something I can pick up and learn pretty quick, whereas Carl Anthony Towns' post moves, more of a natural thing that you kind of have to have innate in you. Um, so I think I'm going to go Towns' post moves. What about yourself? I could see that because you've got a pretty good finisher. When you're running full court, a lot of people don't want to get in front of you when you pick up the steam. It's kind of like, uh, I don't want to guard him. He's just going to run into me and hurt me. And so it's kind of, and then you'll flip it up really hard. And I'll be like, that's way too hard to flip it up. It'll bounce off the square and go right in. Yeah. I'll go, oh, okay. So you got to move to Uh use in transition. Yeah. Which one do you want? I'm going to do the the Euro step because I need a little bit more skill in my game. I'm like a blunt force kind of player. I'm the barbarian from uh, Gauntlet Legends. (laughs) Where it's some finesse. Yeah. I I am just the guy who who is like all brute force and offensive rebounds. My biggest strength that I have. The only advantage I really have over people is my weight. I'm heavier than a lot of guys, so I can just like be a load in the post. Oh boards, and that's why like I'm okay with my post moves all right right now because I've got yeah. the weight to just bump into someone and toss it up. Whereas like I feel like I need a little bit more skill. I feel like if I could pull off Andrew Wiggins Euro step, that would really open up my driving attack. Which that's is, smooth. I mean, a lot of guys they don't close out on me right away because they they know I don't tend to drive right <laughs> by them. If I've got that Euro step, blow them by them. Next question, Scott, would you rather fight one Pekovic? size duck or a hundred duck size Pekoviches. This comes to us from John Farman on Twitter. J-O-H-N-F-A-R-M-E-N He asked this before we started recording. Thought it was a good question. One Pekovich size duck or a hundred duck size Pekoviches. Who would you rather fight? I thought about this and as terrifying as it sounds, Ooh, I'm going Both are scary. One Pekovich size duck. A you, duck you, that you is larger than one. me. You I'd rather fight, fight a 6'10 almost 7 foot duck Huge duck. Huge duck. But it's still a duck. You know, like, I'm going to assume that I can have some weapons at my disposal. Yes. Or I could, like, leave them in that Walmart parking lot while I go find some more weapons and come back to that park. I know I just shifted him from the parking lot to the park. But either way, wherever he is, I'll leave. I'll get some weapons. It's a big duck. I can kill him. You know, he's not doing anything. The thing with 100 Pekovich size or 100 duck size Pekovich is is that, like, they're humans. They can work together. They have ingenuity. A hundred of them working together, they're going to find some way to take me down. Ducks aren't little. They're not, like, ant size. You know, they're, like, they're they're like a small dog size. And, you know, imagine, like, a hundred, like, vicious Josies ha- jumping at you. Yeah, I, I think one peck of its size duck is the answer here. Yeah. Uh, a duck, um, you know, to me, has a really no... I mean, they probably have tiny teeth. They have big, uh, you know, flappy feet that they can maybe get you with. But to me, there's really no, there's only no, their size is all they really have there for you. Like you said, a bunch of little little humans have their minds to be able to use. A hundred little pecs is 200 little Pekovich fists. Yeah, they're all going to be coming at you at the same time. They're going to climb you. You're going to get scaled. Oh, it's just so many of them, too. Like, I don't think, like, think of a hundred of them, literally. Just imagine a hundred of anything lined up in rows, you know? Like, ten rows of ten. Terrifying. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to see that. A little Pekovich army marching in blocks. Get that out of here. (laughs) Good question, though. All right, let's finish this up. Here's the last question. Neil, would you, at the end of the season, would you rather finish this season and get a top five pick in the lottery? Or end the season on a 15-game winning streak 
Wow, this is a good question. This is taking you out of the lottery, really. Oh my gosh. Not out of the lottery. You'd still get like a tenth pick or something. Yeah, you'd still be up in there. Fifteen game win streak could probably be something of a franchise record, I would think. Um, you know, this is hard because I am not really cheering for tanking. I'd rather see the team get some wins here to end the season, but I'll take the top five pick. I don't know. I mean, we saw what happened last year with Utah and with Milwaukee finishing the seasons really strong coming into this season. Eh, not so great. So while it would be nice and mm. it would be, you know, something for a good point. I didn't know, think of that. the fans to kind of latch on to and really propel you into the next season. But for a long term look, I'd probably take the top five pick. That's smart. Yeah. <laughs> But we have enough guys, young guys already. We've what are we gonna do? We're gonna have all young guys. We're gonna run fifteen in a row. We're gonna have so many like under twenty one guys. There. What? How many more young guys do we need? Yeah. You know what? Fifteen straight games does. It creates buzz. ESPN's covering you. It's Everyone's huge. paying attention. You've beaten fifteen straight teams. That's half the league. And then you go into the off season, and everyone's saying, "Hey, you know what? That Timber Wolves team is on the rise. You know, I'm not getting the offers I want anywhere else. I might sign with the Timberwolves. Well, sign up. You know with those what? Guys. I think they could if they. Get a whole season playing at that fifteen and O pace, man. They'll probably make the playoffs next year. Great. I'm not going to be afraid to sign with the Timberwolves <laughs> in this offseason. That's a good thing to hitch my. That's a good apple wagon to hitch my star to. It'd be a really nice feeling summer if like we came off that win streak. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's a good free agent thing. Like Milton Newton could just go into these meetings and be like, "Hey, man." You saw the last month and a half of the season. Don't pretend like you did it. It'd be cool if we could win 15 games and then get the number six pick. And the other thing, oh yeah, just something <laughs> crazy that? like that. that. We gotta lose a lot of games in the fresh <laughs> yeah, part. Yeah. But like the other thing about that is the implication of winning 15 straight games is that our guys are popping figured off. Our out. stars are they going crazy. Yeah. yeah, we don't win 15 games in a row by accident. It means we figured out who we are and that we have a chemistry that we can carry into next year. I want Brandon Ingram. I don't know if his first name is Brandon. I shouldn't have said yeah, that. I, think it is. I, yeah. I want, you know, I want Ingram, yeah. Simmons, Bender. Yeah. Give him to me. But I'd rather, if you can give me 15 wins in a row, I'll ride that train any day. I like your attitude. That's going to do it for our game, Would You Rather. Good times. We learned a little about, about what you'd rather do. Let us know what you'd rather have in some of these questions on Twitter and such. Neil. Uh, I want to thank everybody mm. before we go because yeah. people have been sharing our podcast. A lot of people have been Amazing. liking it. A lot yeah. of people have been retweeting it or sharing it on Facebook. And we just thank you for that. We're still, you know, kind of early on in our podcast, just episode 11. Yes. And so when you guys share it, if you hear this and you want to share it or retweet it, that always gives us a boost of confidence. It feels like wind on our back, a little bit of momentum to carry us forward. Yeah. It so helps we appreciate us. it. It helps us more than you know, especially getting to some new people. You know, this show becomes more fun when we have a bigger community of people you know uh listening and uh, getting involved in the show so thank you so I much i still like nerd out a little bit when like all these like people who, writers that i love to uh, read their stuff and follow on twitter when they listen to it or like it so or cool. comment on it uh, it still it gives me a big head you know yeah, it gives me a bigger nice. head than being foodie of the, the, the game so <laughs> Uh, I'm still a food snob now. That's right. Thanks for listening to our show, everybody. I ate at Arby's for lunch, everyone. Food snob that. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> a, food, that's a real foodie right there. Uh, thanks for listening. We had a great time this week. I hope you enjoyed the show. Continue to share and listen to what we have going on here. Hopefully we get another uh, good week of Timberwolves basketball after this. Until then, everybody, remember, whenever the losing gets you down, here's a great way to fix your frowns. The method is clear. The future is here. Behold the glory of Carl Anthony Towns. 